0: It's Sports Arena. It's time for Extreme Rewinds. Your weekly look into World Extreme from ECW Hardcore TV, Episode One, all the way to four hundred one, with every show and pay per view and special and everything else we can find. doing yourself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. How are we doing, Jay?
1: We're doing all right. We're doing all right. We're we're on the build to November to Remember, nineteen ninety seven, and my God. Yeah, I mean, I suppose
0: we're going to get there very shortly, but it just feels like um, they want the shock value of title changes at November to remember. Because there's a lot of weird things that happen in a very quick succession. Yes. Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) One expected, one not so much expected. Um, this week we're covering two episodes once again from nineteen ninety seven, episode two hundred and thirty five and two hundred and thirty six from October and November. We are
1: getting to November, to remember it's coming around quick. We um, episodes away by the end of this. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Show, yeah.
0: It's Come around awfully fast. I suppose it would do for us because it's only like three months, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, we start off in October 97, episode 235, and it kicks off with a primo by Shane Douglas. Comes out to, um, I'm, I'm starting to, I know this music's not real music, but I'm starting to get into it.
1: It's close, isn't it? Is it there, there's certain ones of um, the, the the redubs that are just close enough that you you kind of slightly rock out to it. Well, it is. There's
0: ones like, for example, like Raven. You kind of sat there and thought, weren't, weren't really a Raven fan in the um, sort of audio production office, no? But then Shane Douglas, and you sort of think, Shane Douglas fan, were we? Because I feel like there's a bit more, like I said, there's more effort with this. And, some, and Taz is Taz. every other week sort of thing um, good. Dudley's. Dudley's, Fuck. yeah. Uh, Lance Storm wasn't
1: a bad... And uh and Mahoney. Yeah, just basically everyone but Raven and um, Sandman. So, I mean, I don't know whether, I always wondered, because apparently, you know, Vince is a huge ACDC fan and, and has links to ACDC. Um, so I don't know whether they had kind of deals in the sense that they could be closer with some of the ACDC songs. Potentially, it makes sense. And they've worked with um,
0: know, Rob Zombie before, so I guess there may be could be saying as simple as that, but um, yeah, probably not. Yeah, I, I just, know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I know. Sort of, that's why I sort of stopped myself, but um, it was Raven. I just, I just don't know why they just didn't use his Raven music from WWE. Uh, it,
1: I just the weirdest kind of meow, 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 kind of bullshit. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't well, you just use
0: like either version of Raven's theme in WWE? Because it's just, it's there.
1: It's there. I, I, I mean, I'm really interested to see what happens when Spoilers, 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 he comes back and, and you know, in 98, do we get oh. or do we get, you know, something else like his WWE his, yeah, sure thing? Like that yeah,
0: because like I said before, watching Old Nitro's with Jericho, he comes out to um, just an edit of Break the Walls Down, just without the countdown, just straight into sort of Break the Walls Down. I'm surprised they just haven't done similar things yeah. um but yeah so shane douglas is in the ring it says the fans smell Ooh. <laughs> what happened I, to you I, what happened I, to you shane well, douglas
1: there were there were parts of this that i really loved because it was it, you know we talked about him being that kind of cool heel and and fans starting to you know rally to him and enjoy him and you know he he kind of uh, started with going you know it's it's great to have queens with me tonight but I didn't need you then, and I don't need you now. And it was it was really kind of you know quite good at turning heel, but then he does go in for some of the cheap heat of like you know you're smelly.
0: Yeah, it just I just thought this is so known for some really vicious sort of cutting heel promos, which sort of just leave you in sort awe, and then he just um, he's throwing out that they smell, and I thought, oh <laughs> Shane, hold down, don't be out of control.
1: they um, got kids, damn it.
0: Yeah, It's on TV. You can't take these words back. Um, so he said he introduced himself as the franchise and the new ECW heavyweight champion. I thought i get it. You are sort of, you know, but it's it's been like a while now. Yeah. Come on. Um, Then calls out Rick Rude to speak about his next opponent. Rick Rude comes out. There's a flattering "show your tits" chance for Chante, uh, Chante for um, Francine, Chante, and, um, <laughs> and you've uh, got her. chance Francine
1: yeah. stops them in the middle of the interview, teases that she's going to do it, and then just uh, sticks middle, middle fingers up to the crowd, which tells, um, it, tells them they smell. Cool. Yeah, <laughs> so. which I which I enjoyed the the, the, the middle middle the teasing the middle fingers more than the you smell. Um, because I, I just enjoyed the fact that it looked as if she was going to, she was teasing it, and you know, just showed what this crowd are in the sense of you know, boo, boo, but we love you really.
0: Yeah, no, it was it was it was perfect. It, it was um, it was good for work, sort of ablib from her to sort of yeah, just sort of write there. Shane, I guess, didn't really know what was going on, but they just sort of followed. So yeah. flipping them all off as well, which is good again, uh, uh, Francine's
1: got a couple of really brilliant moments in this for me. You know, we we all know I love a little bit of sassy, and, and Francine's got a couple of really amazing moments in here.
0: So after um doing that, basically introduced the man who um would dominate WWE, would dominate WCW. Then was like, Who is it? Is it Shawn Michaels? And he's like, No. And um
1: yeah, Bad Man Bigelow comes out. So we'll just loop back to one of my favourite Francine moments in this because um, uh, Rick Roode's in the ring and just getting absolute booed out the ring um, and uh, mixed chants of, of various things that didn't kind of overlap incredibly well. Um, and then um, uh, a tweet of you fucked China started up. Um, I was going to say you effed China. or or uf word china or something but then i realized that we we do swear on this podcast so i don't need to swear it myself um so the the chant started up and it went on for a little while and um rick rude then finally kind of let it go on for a little while and then said yep i have done in china in singapore in thailand in malaysia don't tell me something i don't know and you've got francine in the corner just tapping her head going that was smart that was a really really smart And I really enjoyed that. It, just, it looked like they broke character and um, I really enjoyed that. But yes, Bam Bam's out.
0: Yeah, Bam Bam comes out and he's sort of... Candido's chasing, he shoves off Candido and he gets in the ring and Tammy and Francine are trying to stop him and it's all going to kick off and then suddenly we get the intro but it basically says tonight Shane Douglas versus Bam Bam ECW world title and I thought the way they set this up, that would be the last match on. Yep. I just thought it'd be like they teased that this is happening later on or something. But no, we dive straight in with this match. Bam Bam Big Lane versus Shane Douglas kicking off the show for the um, ECW World Heavyweight title. What a, what a crazy way to start off this week's
1: TV. Yeah. Quite the opener, isn't it? Just cold. I mean, it really
0: is. I mean, obviously, I understand you wanted the um, sort of the switch and, you know, the reaction and all that. But. Just, yeah, Sammy Bam Bam is, there he is. He's fighting for the world title, which is just crazy. Yeah. Great. And the great reaction, everything, but um crazy. Um Realistically, I felt this match was given a lot more time than I expected it to be given. Yeah. I, I, I expected a caught off guard, shock value, what are you doing? Big splash, slam, power powerbomb, pin kind of jobby. Yeah, I mean, um, it's far more
1: back and forth than... Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those... I, so I complain about the back and forths um, and, and how how much it's... Uh, the champions especially, especially, you know, franchise gives to some of these contenders that have been hand-picked and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you, you don't need a 50-50 match with with the the almost debuting Al Snowy, etc. Um I understand it a little bit more with with bam bam because he's a huge opponent yeah um but yeah it's it's one of those kind of and i, I guess you can't really beat him again in three minutes because
0: I we've yeah. kind of
1: done that See, but I don't he, know. Sorry, go on. yeah but I, I was just saying it was just it does feel a little bit kinda strange.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if Shane Douglas is so anti-click that he wants to put over everyone he wrestles because he's so outspoken about how they bury everyone in matches. That His kind of thing is, I'll work anyone, I'll help put anyone over by having a competitive match because I don't want to squash people because that's what that lot do. Which is... Yeah, and I get,
1: you know, if that's what he was doing, and we're we're, we're reaching there, and, you know, that's fine. But if that's what he's doing, then I applaud that. However, the the Mm. franchise, for the belt and for the the company, not everything can be, but he just got through that. Well, yeah, because you just, yeah,
0: you need to, there needs to be a difference. You need to be, that step above, not just outsmarted. I mean, Ric Flair was outsmarting opponents and sort of scraping victories when he was a champion. That's against like top tiers. Yeah, and you wouldn't and necessarily see it against you know anyone no, and everyone. But um, so it needs to find the balance. I think is my think so. is my issue with it. Um, agreed. So yeah, the match happens. and like I said, more time than expected. Wasn't an awful match. Wasn't the best match. Um, Bam Bam ends up winning with a big power bomb and getting the pin.
1: Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it fine. Um, it didn't. It stopped making my kind of you know, holy shit! You need to go back and watch this list. Um, but I enjoyed it fine. It was. It was I enjoyed it, was... it fine.
0: I, I just felt like you had the shock value and you had the kind of crowd going wild and if it was obviously like you said it can't be like quick quick work because of what they did with Taz but it there was a way to make it sort of quicker that the crowd would have yeah. stayed just crazy and everything would have just been like oh my god oh my god oh my
1: god rather than just sort of the simmer then hey but the and, and obviously tired. on this is I don't understand why you flipped to the belt uh, shock value I guess it just feels shock value and um
0: Spoiler alert! It gives him a chance to win it back in his hometown. Yeah, uh, which um, but, is a very, very yellow-shirted crowd. I think almost all of them were in
1: franchise shirts in the crowd. So, which, yeah, uh, but I mean, and and uh, so uh, my my knowledge of this time is patchy. Um. So, I don't know quite how this story plays through, and I don't know whether they just shake hands and you know you gave me a match um, but it feels really cheap at the cost of the triple threat again I mean you know this this group who who have such a legendary status it just and... if I'm
0: honest, it feels no different than the Brian Lee storyline, just done from a different angle.
1: Yeah, except he wants the belt rather than money. And again, yeah. Rick Rude is now responsible for two members of the Triple Threat turning on the franchise.
0: Yeah, yet yeah, somehow he has this agreement with him where he he gives Francine, and it just
1: gave it, one night. Yeah,
0: and it was a they, one-time deal, and it just sort of it doesn't really. Makes sense if they if they showed like real hatred between them, yeah. And he was just like he really like I will find an opponent to beat you. I can't stand you, Shane Douglas. If I was felt I'd beat you myself. But I'm going to bring the best in to take that belt away from you because I hate your guts. And brought out Bam Bam Bigelow. But it's this weird kind of are they on the same team? Are they not? Are what's what happening? And
1: you know, it's a Bam Bam thing of. Uh... So we watched two weeks TV. So we've not got an answer up until now. I don't know if we get an answer somewhere between now and the pay per view. But why? Why? What was it about this which was such a good offer that you couldn't not throw away in theory the triple threat um, to 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 have this shot? Because you know, as, as as confident as you are and whatever else, if you didn't win, then then you've just as I said, throwing away the triple threat. So what was it that made this so appealing? Was it just a total shot? Yeah, it's just... Um, yeah, I mean, least mean- Brian Lee. And, and Brian Lee, you know, I gave a lot of shit to, but at least Brian Lee, he is a bulldozer for hire. He got hired. And
0: they, they reinforce that fact every time. I mean, like I said, going into it, obviously we knew what was going to happen to be illegal because, you know, we'd seen it. But, yeah. it was, it was going back and watching it now and looking for like the subtle, like signs the whole way through where you thought, well, they've kept that point on going, they've mentioned it here again, they've said it here again, he's here because of this, is he really a member, is he just where the money is, He reinforced this fact here and the signs were really there, like, he'll go wherever the money is, it does not matter. Yeah. He has no allegiance, not really. He's with Raven one week, Shane Douglas the next.
1: Whoever pays him, he'll sort their stuff out. Yeah, I and, mean, you know, which which makes which you wonder well, why. Yeah. It makes you wonder why Tommy Dreamer didn't just put his hand in his pocket. Cause, <laughs> just,
0: you know, he could have just sorted himself out. He'd been fine. He like, it yeah, it just felt it like just, either Shane Douglas or Raven was paying Brian Lee to beat up Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> it's
1: just Yeah. And Raven, uh, Tommy Drew at no point went, I'll tell you what, I'll give you two, two quid extra. Go and be able Yeah,
0: I mean, Rick Rude really showed him um, the way how to resolve the situation. Um, so, yeah, we've got a new champion. We then go on to Mikey Whitbrick versus Sabu. Um, I guess this is a, a follow-on from Mikey Whitbrick saying he's not really bothered, he'll fight him. So, yeah. it's obviously the payoff. Two, two yes, yeah, I guess it's a payoff from that. Uh, really fun matched I thought Sabu looked amazing as always Mikey seems pretty up for it there was quite a few use the table chance, and um, yeah a few crazy bits I didn't mind it to be honest with you
1: no it was alright so, it, was, it was again not one I'm, I'm digging out and telling people to go and hunt down but it was it was fun you know if, if you're watching this episode and it's on feel free not to fast forward Yeah, basically, the ending
0: comes where um, Mikey's at the top rope with sort of Sabu, there's a table on the outside, RVD appears, Mikey then bulldogs RVD through the table, Um, Mikey then goes back in the ring, RVD grabs his boot, as he sort of grabs his boot, Sabu sort of goes for almost like a moonsault, but instead it's almost just like a A moonsault knee to the back of Mikey's head and beats him. Yes, which um, fair result. Not really much of a shock there. Uh, Sabu was pretty much going to win this, so it makes sense. Keeps them marching on, but um, yeah, nice little sort of middle match, I guess. Not bad at all.
1: Yeah, I thought was I thought it was absolutely fine.
0: They announced a November to remember in Shane Douglas's home of Pittsburgh, so. Get that announcement. I don't think we get an announcement till the event or next the match till next week. But um, yeah, that's um, that's happening. So be a big show for Shane Douglas. I wonder how he'll be involved. Main event time. This confused me. <laughs> um, just incredible. A week after his debut, as they're continuing their theme of the debut in person facing the next debut in person. Which I wasn't really a fan of last week with Just Incredible beating Jerry Lynn. I'm even less of a fan this week as Just Incredible takes yeah. on the Great Sasuke. The match itself, don't get me wrong, fun match, good match, entertaining match, worth watching if you've never seen these two work together before. I understand we're pushing Just Incredible, but at the expense of a debut in Great Sasuke, who you've hyped up, you've showed promo videos for he's coming, he's coming, he's this champion, he's won that title, he's coming. Oh, he's lost to 23 year old. Um just incredible.
1: I mean it's it's obvious they're putting the rocket on old um uh PJ. Yeah. Um which is fine. It's a big name. It's a big name to sacrifice straight away to him. So well. I mean so yeah, it's 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 one of those kind of I see what you're doing.
0: Um, but, but they could have teased it for a collision pulse at the pay-per-view, for example. He could have literally yeah, debuted against I anyone mean, and these were both two sort of undefeated in ECW debuting guys who were going to fight in a month's time at the pay-per-view.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you've, you've got the story you're telling with the great Sasuke and you could easily have... Um, you know had him had them both come in have a couple of people on the way and and you know just incredible passes the test out to the pay per view um it just felt really yeah i mean you know if you if you weren't a a japanese wrestling fan then you didn't care if you were a japanese wrestling fan then you didn't get it not to like I mean, don't be wrong. I mean,
0: you hear how sort of like, and that's completely different because it's obviously a carter and stuff like that. But you hear about, you know, see like impact, the way they misuse bringing a lot of these talents over and the way they're sort of criticized for it. But you kind of sit there yeah. and think, I know they might still do things with him, but it just seems like it's so bizarre just to, all right, it's a comp- uh, competitive match, but he still lost. And you think, why? Yeah, Uh, have plans changed because you signed Just Incredible in between this, but you were showing like highlight videos, really sort of putting over this guy coming in like it's a big deal.
1: And you've just flattened Jerry Lynn and the Great Sasuke on it. You know, there's other people you could do if you want him to to go on a little bit of a run and start building some some wins. You know why, why? why jump in on those two? Why why have those two as the the two that you, you sacrifice for
0: it? Yeah, I mean, obviously slightly bigger guy, but this someone like John Cronus, I know obviously champion, but if he was single
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, he's
0: he's champion. You can't touch him, he's he's gonna be a champion for a while. <laughs> but Jeremy, he would have been a n he, he would was, have been he, an he, ideal person for Just Incredible to have a first feud with, you know, established ECW team extreme, all that sort of jazz. And this is the
1: thing, you know, if you want him to make a name, then he's got to go up against names. If you want him to have a little bit of a run, then you're just going to have him kill people that, that you're just pushing them back. You're not really getting him up and over. So, you know, he comes in and goes straight after the Sandman, who's at a loose end, it seems. Uh, well, I suppose he's not until... No, post November to remember. But you know, if he comes in and goes straight after Sam, if he comes in and goes straight after Mikey Whipwreck, if he comes in and goes straight after Hack Myers, if he comes in and straight uh, goes straight, straight after someone who is known to the ECW, Hack Myers is a great. Alum, shout uh, You know, and it's, it doesn't have to be much beyond that tier. You know, it doesn't have to be a uh, a Sam Man or a Sabu or a, a Tommy Dreamer or because you want him to grow into that. But, you know, Mikey's bouncing around doing nothing. Hack's bouncing around doing nothing. Um, Spike Dudley, um, you know, having murder, murder Spike for a little while where you've got nothing else going on. You've got this kind of uh, Chris Chetty you've had bouncing around and trading wins. You've got these people that you could just kind of trade on if you wanted to. Yeah. And it just seems, you know, trading wins with, with the lower downs, with the new entrance, I don't know what, what that's getting you.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, you, you spent the whole of Jerry Lynn's debut like bigging up how amazing Jerry Lynn is, and I know obviously he's got to lose, but just to throw it all away after a week just felt a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. one of the things that I've been hugely complimentary of in ECW is their ability to transfer heat. So you know, Public Enemy are the hottest people, hottest team in the world, hot, hot, yep. hot, and by their matches, suddenly the gangsters look ridiculous and they are suddenly the hottest thing in the world and the public enemy disappeared but all of that heat has been transferred completely intact over to the public enemy uh, over to the gangsters and they tell you how amazing the gangsters are and the gangsters are the hottest thing in the world and hot 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 and then in come the eliminators and they transfer them across because they they tell you how amazing the eliminators are and then they build the eliminators with things like doc and Gordy and various others of like you know here is an amazing team and oh my god the eliminators have beaten them. And then the Dudleys get all of that heat from the, the, the Eliminators. So, you know, they've, they've done this amazing thing where they've built this team up and managed to, to catapult the next team based upon the feud with the original one and really do that well without losing much momentum and without losing much impetus. And that seems to be what they're doing here with Just Incredible. But because they're starting at such a low ebb, it's it's not kind of, clicking. It's not quite getting the traction. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, oh, it's just um
0: just, like I said, strange choice. I think Mikey, like you said, would be an absolutely perfect choice. It really would. You, you'd have got a couple of good matches. You've got, I mean, look at the Sam and how much heat he got from battering Mikey. I mean, it's there. It can sort of happen. I mean, um
1: I thought I mean, you have got the Jason thing. You can play into if you want to. Um, yeah, I mean, I just I would have thought that something like that I would have thought gives you a little bit more scope in it. I mean, Blue Meanie, if you want, yeah. you know, just uh, have him have him kill Meanie and Nova for a little while. Have him have him kill. Um, El Puerto Ricardo, whoever he came back as, have, have you know? There's, there's there's enough there, a
0: tier there, enough there. Because obviously it wants you know slightly smaller guys, so he could do the um, spinning tombstone and, and stuff like that. And I get that, but um, yeah, I just just think weird choice, weird choice for a debut to sort of just because he's where do they go now apart from a rematch, I guess. And if he loses that again, then yeah, it's just um, silly. And that was the end of that, which takes us to. November 97, episode 236. We start off with uh, basically a highlight package of the Rick Rude-Shane Douglas journey. Obviously, I'm guessing this would have made more sense with whatever song was originally chosen for it because you probably would have had audio and music and everything else to help tell the story a bit, man, when we just had a generic song over a bunch of videos. So... Just yeah. Um I, I just kind of felt like it's all right for us and anyone who watched the gen at the time, but if this was your second week because you heard Bam Bam was a champion, I don't think you really would have gauged a lot from this video package of what actually sort of happens.
1: No. Um and again, you know, if there's if there was some sort of overdub of of like some sort of narrative to talk yeah. through, maybe, but um, I don't think you're really getting to understand why they've gone from destroying each other to to bestest of powers to destroy yeah, each like other. Yeah,
0: I think any kind of song with just even if Joey Styles explaining the story would have been beneficial. I mean, it was a it was a pretty looking package, but it just didn't. Like I said, if you if you were new to this, you wouldn't really you'd just know they've both been there for a while. But You wouldn't yeah. really understand the mask or. Any of the journey, I don't think. Um Intro video within a Joey Styles, who sort of did like almost like sort of a fake shooty interview, then put the sort of badminton racket on his shoulder or squash racket. It was, it was a dig because this is when Jim Cornette was doing his thing on Raw, and that's just my opinion. And he'd do his famous like sort of sixty second shoots where it'd be like, oh, they say Hulk Hogan, Roddy Piper is the best cage match of all time when it's not even the best cage match this month and that sort of but that's just my opinion
1: so it was just a quick play on that really so obviously um yeah the back and again it's it's so much realizing that your fan base is also watching the competition it's, it's very just because tapping
0: into yeah the the anti everything but not really anti because like you said they're watching it
1: yeah, and and I mean, it's not. It's there's nothing in there that's that's edgy enough to make it a a a parody in that sort of way. It's it just kind of misses for me. It, it misses for me in the sense that, like, I
0: understand sort of companies taking shots at WWE say today because it feels slightly more vulnerable, but back then Nitro and Raw were like crazy hot.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, ECW are are, are desperate to get yeah, into I, the conversation, I just... but you've already been so much rub from uh WWE WWF to the point where you know you're still throwing around their flag. Um it just felt really bizarre. It do like I said, you're just
0: um you're sort of sort
1: of digging out a product that's like red hot.
0: You know, you can't sort of turn around and say, oh, WCW shit. When you think, actually, this is, you know, they're really like getting like six million viewers a week or something. Ridiculous. It's it's a hot product. It's a cool product. The NWO shirt's cool. It's not something you can just attack in the same way. And uh, it was the same with WWE. Obviously, the Austin stuff's going on. DX is obviously happening now because Rick Rude's involved in that. You just think, sort of just be, like, careful, and it's just not that, um... I think they're on the road to, must be on the road to WrestleMania 14, aren't they? Unless it's happened.
1: November 97, so... They'd be on
0: the road. Yeah, so what, WrestleMania 14 must have been, what, 98, I guess. It must be 98, because, um... Yeah, SummerSlam 98 was Austin Taker. I think that was Highway to
1: Hell, so... Yeah, Fourteen yeah. would be nice. So I think yeah.
0: Austin three sixteens, is, like super hot and this yes. is you know fresh attitude error now. The you know, yeah. DX, um I think I'm not sure if No nation were a bit later, but yeah, it's all like it's full on. So it just feels a bit
1: Well no, you have the so the nation would oh, be original nation, isn't it? The original nation's done. So you'd be into the new nation because obviously you've had... Uh, Lost Bariquas, uh, disciples, um, Prime Time. Yeah, because you've had uh, yeah. Go Across. Yeah, so they're into the, the disciples of Apocalypse yeah. time. Yeah.
0: It's just doing, just, it just feels like the wrong product to attack at this point. It's not, it started off cold because it was Doink the Clown and, you know, Duke the Jumps the Drozies and that's what they're attacking. But now by sort of attacking the attitude area, you're sort of like almost attacking yourself in a way.
1: And it must be awful because, you know, they have stolen so much from you.
0: Oh, massively. But you're just almost bringing attention to, I don't want to say a better version, but just... Uh, well, more. Um, well, they are. They're
1: doing, they're doing with yeah, more, you know, they, they've version got... Kind of. You know that guy here who you really loved... Be it Stone Cold or Cactus Jack, who's on WrestleMania 14? Very fun. Yeah, um, Funk will be like we said. He's there any time, isn't he? It's Chainsaw Charlie. Chainsaw Charlie. Yeah, he's he January, I think he is. So yeah, he's he's a couple of months away. Takamisshoku's on WrestleMania 14. Um, yeah, it's it, it is. It's just crazy. Luna for Shawn is on WrestleMania 14. So it's, it's all kind of people who you, you loved in ECW who now have gone across. Yeah, it's just a, yeah, it's just a wild um,
0: thing to sort of do that. Um, all that just from a, a bagmington racket, huh? <laughs> and we then get FBI versus the Gangsternators for the ECW world tag uh, team titles. Gangsternators are completely in control. Obviously, going back to the fake Dublin music, this is the first time where I kind of really struggled with the New Jack music. It just, it grinded yeah. on me. It hasn't, any other time, it hasn't. I don't know if it's down to opponents and the fact it wasn't the Dudleys and whatever, but yeah, this time it just seemed to really, I felt it. I yeah. felt it going
1: on. It was it was heavy.
0: Yeah. So, um, but that's just, um, that's not the product, that's just network. Um, that's just
1: your take on things. <laughs>
0: So, um, yeah, the gangster net is in complete control. You're getting Cronus doing all his spots you expect him to do. If it's going fine, until the Dudley boys interfere. Hit 3D on Cronus. Uh, Guido then gets put on top of him. And, of course, Jeff Jones, the heel ref, pins him. And FBI are your new tag team champions. Obviously. Yes.
1: Yes. Faults. So is is that them already saying Do you know what the gangster Nators was a really fucking bad idea? I must have been drunk. I think so. I think
0: it's I would be surprised if they are in uh, a team again. I can't see them getting a rematch because it's a rematch against the Dudleys isn't really sort of, you know, they're feuds I mean not rematch Dudley, really Dudley's, really FBI. Their feuds with the Dudleys now. Titles or no titles. That's where they're at. I mean, FBI, I don't know where they're going to sort of go off to. Um, but yeah, that's the feud. And I can't see it really because the Dudleys are heading towards an uh, Axel Bull's feud. So I just kind of feel like the gangsters are in the shuffle. Yeah. And they're just sort of that. Yeah. They come out people cheer for him because they know him. But, um, yeah, New Jack needs to disappear and be a solo sort of wrestler for a little while and sort of just help people beat up the Dudleys. I think that'd be more be- beneficial for him.
1: I've, I've just made the mistake of reading ahead to see what happens, and I'm confused. I'm confused. Um, spike Spiker gangster. Yeah, leaders. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh God! Um Um yeah no I, I don't understand and I don't understand why the FBI are the team that you that you put it on
0: no because you, you just it sounds so harsh but they're kind of positioned in whoever fights them
1: next are going to be the new tag team champions yeah I was going to say I mean looking at this so I, I know that we've got Forty-eight days until the the, the championship changes hands. Yeah. Spoilers for something that happened in nineteen ninety-seven, um, uh, which is twenty-eight twenty days longer than the the Gangster run. Fair. Gangster held the title for twenty-eight days. Jesus. Um, although you know, looking at this, it's, it's amazing. So we had um, Public Enemy. 95, 21 days. Scorpio and Sandman, 62 days. Cactus Jack and Mikey Whitbrook, 36 days. Eliminators then held it for 182 days. Decent. Gangsters, 139 days. Decent. Eliminators, 85 days. Not bad. Dudleys, 29 days. Eliminators, 68 days. Dudleys, 29 days. Gangsters, 29 days. Dudleys, 34 days gang waiters 28 days, full-blooded Italians, 48 days. And it's not until the next couple, sort of, um, that you really kind of get a run. And then after that, it goes skew again. So you've got the best part of a year coming up in the next three runs. And then you've got an eight-day run, a five-day run, a 37-day run, 125-day run, 92-day run, 26-1, 12, less than one. Just, yeah. I'm just trying to, like, purely go off, like, memory. I'm not going to shout things,
0: but I sort of, if I remember, Dudley boys don't get it back for a while. Um, uh, about a year. I was going to say, because I know a newly formed team gets it. I know a surprising... Fed team gets it, and then obviously um, the other two will get it before they get TV titles and stuff. I swear it sort of works. I'm trying to, I don't know which combination it will work, but I'm pretty sure those three teams sort of pick it up.
1: You are correct; they are the next three. In in not specifying the order, although you know we're talking about shows that happened. 23 years ago. So if you, if you want, I can tell you, um, so true. but, uh, yeah, you are correct. Those are the next three teams that hold it. And then the Dudleys win it in about a year's time, almost to the day. So October the 18th, 1997 is when the FBI won the title. October the 24th, 1998
0: is, is when crazy. the Dudleys win. It. Yeah. Cause obviously, yeah, might as well say it. Obviously you've got Storm and Candido. I know they get involved with the titles. Uh, Mm-hmm. Doug Furness and Phil in the front. I don't know when they get, them, but I know they have some sort of a run. So I was sure they're next. Makes sense because they sort of feud him with Candido and Storm. So, and then um, yeah, Sabu and RVD obviously hold it while Sabu um uh, and RVD gets the TV title. I know they're the tag team champions. He's double goldage, isn't he? So yeah. So um, yeah, crazy. But again, they're going for a different then, approach with tag titles.
1: Yeah. Although, I mean, looking at it, it's, it's funny because I I remembered, I, I thought these things were, were held forever. And in essence, it was the first public enemy run that held forever, 174 days. Yeah. Um, not beating the Super Destroyers 283 days, obviously. Um. But does anyone beat the Super Destroyers 283 days? No, they remain... The longest ever ECW Tag Team Champions. Super Destroyers. And the greatest. After defeating Glenn Osborne and Ma- Thrash- Max Thrasher in the Tag Team Tournament no fight. Who can say that?
0: Glen Osborne. Glenn
1: Osborne. I used, to, I
0: used to love Glenn Osborne. I know. Oh, what a guy. What a guy. Just, yeah...
1: Wow. I mean listening to reading some of these names, we we should go back and watch UCW from the beginning. Oh uh, they, they mean <laughs> so much more to us now. Really does. Really does. You know, so when when I tell you that they were beaten by Tony Stetson and Larry Winters. Oh hit that
0: Oh man, there's some great like nicknames for these like We could totally
1: rebook that. I think um Oh wow, that's crazy. But yeah, the so Public Enemies run in ninety-four was just hundred and seventy-four days. Yeah. Then they had a run after winning it back from Cactus Jack and Mikey. Yeah. Which was brilliant. Um ninety-one days. Then you had the Dangerous Alliance. Then the Triple Threat. And then they held it for eighty-three days. That's crazy, and after that, it's been you know apart from a couple, it's either it's either less than forty or more than a hundred. Seems to be kind of how it falls. Just nuts, and, and there's so many that are single digit runs still to come. Seven days, eight days, one day. That's just like in, twelve
0: insane, days. Insane, really, five, isn't it? Yeah, this is why Dudley's a. Uh... 300
1: time taking champions 52 total champions from um, June the 23rd 1992 to April 11th 2001 but
0: then you look at
1: um, the other side where the
0: way they have the TV title where everyone sort of almost gets a year title run every time
1: combined days champion so johnny grunge and rocco rock are uh the top are ranked first they held it for a total of four reigns each for a total of 369 days third who do you think's third in, in the all time combined championship runs oh wait so
0: what
1: who's first uh, first and second are, uh, well, joint first are um, uh, Public Enemy. Yeah. Um, I don't think Duddy Boys ever really have a long reign, do they? They run in total. Uh, so they have eight run, eight reigns yeah. um, for a total of 291 days, which makes them fifth, tied with Chris Candido. Oh Well, wow. I'll go for RVD and Sabu. Cronus is third. Yeah. 63 days, four reigns. Saturn is fourth, 335 with three days. So it's the gangsters that push them over. That's just crazy, isn't it? And then following the Dudleys, you've got the Super Destroyers, 283. Lance Storm, 282 days. Because he holds it with um, Impact Players as well, doesn't he? Yeah. And then you've got Sabu, who's held it with three different times, 265 days. Oh, cool. See, with him and Tez were... Yeah, the Dangerous Alliance. Oh,
0: wow.
1: RVD, two reigns at 244 days. Number 13 on the list, beating New Jack and Mustafa, who are 14 and 15. Number 13 on the list, Raven. Four reigns, 222 days. He ended up holding it with um, Tommy Dreamer. And I yep.
0: think Mike Awesome as well, isn't it? Yep. Because that's it, the bit where it gets all a bit clusterfucky where they're sort of everyone's teaming up with everyone.
1: Yep. So Mike Awesome and Raven beat the Pitbulls. Oh, no. Sorry. I'm looking Steve, at different Stevie comment. and Raven, wasn't it? That's, that's, that was no number of reigns. I was getting very confused. Uh, Mike Awesome and Raven beat uh, Dreamer and Masato okay. Yeah who beat the impact players who beat dreamer and raven <laughs> oh we will get there <laughs> uh, who um that was dreamer's second run with the tag titles yeah he won it with was it you remember his first uh, S-
0: stepson was it Stepson? i remember he won it um he won it in a quick match wasn't it they won it really quickly
1: he beat Hot Body and Stetson. Oh, okay. Um, and it went to Tommy Dreamer and Johnny Gunn. Yes. I knew it was I knew Stetson was involved, but I couldn't remember um. And then Shane Douglas subbed for Johnny Gunn and then turned on Dreamer. With the chain. So he he dropped it, yeah. With the, famous, With the chain. famous
0: chain. Which just appears so there's never any closure to it. It just pops up every now and again. He's still got it in his
1: trunk. Yeah. Um, and uh, as such he was beaten by they were beaten by um, Kevin Sullivan and the Tasmaniac oh. with the, the wow with the scarf of course cool, man we be... oh.
0: so when Taz used to have the scarf over his head
1: so Sullivan did so a woman put the scarf over Kevin Sullivan's that head to good. calm him down that was the one and the Taz used Tasmaniac just used he, to do something used to similar to mimic it didn't they because he was out of
0: control yeah oh Oh, wow, we've been through some stuff with this, haven't we? You can <laughs> kind of conveniently forget it. Or... So, FBI won. Yeah, wow, what a road that went down. <laughs> uh, FBI the Tag Team Champions. Bulls and Axel come running out. Leads to Bulls and Axel versus the Dudley Boys. We've got loads of chair shots. Um, a ref fight with, uh, obviously, Jeff... Jo- I keep calling him, calling him Judge. Um, Jeff Jones turning a blind eye to... Loads of naughty activities. So the ref starts fighting. Axel hits David on the back with a chair and Axel actually pins someone and wins the match. Which is a bigger shock than FBI winning taking titles in my opinion.
1: Uh, It's up there. I mean, it does, it feels really kind of skewy booking, doesn't
0: it? It just, um, it's, it's kind of, I guess, using the Dudley to try and get Everyone else is a little bit sort of hotter because the tag team division has gone from being amazing and can probably main event any show they had to sort of just like there. You know, you had the Gangsters, yeah. Eliminators, Dudley Boys in sort of a freeway, crazy free hot teams to... Oh, look what we got. We got the Gangsterators and Bulls and Axel and FBI all going for the titles. It just didn't really... So I think they're just using Dudley's sort of heaters at the moment to try and get one else going. But um, yeah,
1: yeah, which again is what we've said they they've done previously. Um, but it's not really, it, it, yeah, it's it's not quite transferring in the same sort of way. And I think part of that is because it was wasted on Cronus and New Jack. Um, and you've got to think. I mean, bearing in mind, you know, allegedly the story goes that um, Saturn was ready to come back, refused to work with Cronus because he didn't want to reform the Eliminators. So they said, well, in that case, if you want your release, you can have it. So betting on Cronus rather than Saturn. It's just wild, isn't it? Yeah, just crazy. It's just wild, especially when you hear, obviously,
0: about backstage issues and all that, allegedly. Um... So Axel picks up the win. We then get announced that Dreamer is returning to take on Sabu and Shane Douglas in a triple threat match.
1: I think it was yeah,
0: because yeah, Dreamer is currently injured with a bruised heel.
1: I mean, of all the things, he's damaged. Just
0: lie. He's got a fractured skull and brain fluids coming out, or he had to have his testicles syringed. I mean, just, I don't know, just to be too honest.
1: Yeah, I mean, of all the the things he's gone through, or all of the the, the craziness he's been through, to actually legitimately say he's got a bruised heel.
0: You think this guy was caned like 10 times by the Sandman, saying, please, can I have some more? All this craziness. Thrown
1: through three tables.
0: Yeah, thrown off the eagle's nest for all the tables and thrown off the... Yeah, you know, the, the scaffolding matches and all this craziness, but bruised heel and
1: he's out for a couple of weeks. Changed to various cages and and you know crucified with chairs. Yeah, well, don't even say he's injured. Just say Tommy Dreamer returns. Just too yeah. much honesty there. I mean, he's not. And again, might be because of the pace we watch the TV, but it, it doesn't feel like he's been gone any length not of time anyway. To sort of throw this sort of shenanigans. Return from yeah. injury. Um, just, you know personal time took some leave we then got
0: a random pointless tommy dreamer hitting a ring announcer in case you forgot what he looked like
1: yeah N- because everyone has to hit the ring announcer because everyone's they've replaced chod gordon with everyone everyone everyone's in power now
0: uh Kadido. and heel
1: yeah you
0: have to be heel and power hungry
1: but you can't be anti-establishment if it's in your own establishment <laughs>
0: But is it their own establishment? We'll find out later from RVD. Um,
1: That's the point.
0: Candido is up next. He's supposedly teaming with Bam Bam Bigelow, but obviously he's not because of everything that happens. So he ends up with Lance Storm as his tag team partner. They take on Doug Furness and Phil LaFon. I always wondered how Candido and Storm
1: ended up tag team partners, and it was just because. So... Yeah, they had a match, they quite liked each other. They respect, damn it! Yeah, so this is
0: happening. Um, this was a pretty beautiful tag match, all very talented technicians. So, yeah, pretty good. And um, Candido and Lance Storm pick up a shock win, it can only be yeah. described as that. This well seasoned, a all Japan Pro Wrestling, WWE tag team. Um, next up, we get Taz versus RVD. I was kind of mixed because I love both of these. I think they work well together. I just feel like we're seeing this match too frequently. Yeah, it's it's like it's a non-feud because it's always you know Sabu or someone else or Tommy Dreamer with RVD, so they're not ever really feuding, but they always sort of have. Sort of matches, and you just sort of think, okay, why well, are these two always um, thrown in against each other? Um, yeah. The match itself, again, like I said, it's a decent match. They do work well together. The Pit Bulls, I thought they were gone, but they're not gone. They come out in white suits. So I guess, you know. Yeah, they've been rebranded. Yeah, white fancy suits symbolizes WWE. Well, they're in suits, you say. That makes them the enemy. Corporate. Yes. So, yeah, they come out obviously in white suits and RVD sort of beats up Taz for a bit. Um, This is probably my favourite promo since the Jerry Lawler promo in this sort of angle, as you were. RVD basically picks up the WWF flag and says it's no longer the ECW arena. It's now the WWE arena. So all of you fans in here, the WWE fans, that um, everyone's WWE wrestlers, Taz is the WWE TV champion. It's just so bizarre. It was beautiful.
1: Yeah, just claimed it all.
0: Just claimed it all. And it's just, it's almost just like, just sort of great heat. Cause everyone's like, no. And he's just like, no, it is now. I've said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was just taking his just, just taking his gospel, even though it was just complete. It's just winded everyone up so much, even though it's complete rubbish. It was just tremendous.
1: But it's just this weird thing, you know. We were talking before about you know how they they recognise they're playing on the fact that the ECW fans are also watching WWE. So this whole kind of you know, and you're all now WWE fans. Yeah, yeah, they they are.
0: So it's um. Yeah, I just thought it was um sort of quite funny how it all sort of worked. Um, in a bizarre bit, Bam Bam came to the ring, just kind of casually strolled in there with his belt. Or backed up Taz. So both of the singles champions are standing tall. Again, what's going on with the triple threat and that I guess it'll be answered soon,
1: hopefully, because this sort of is a bit random. Taz then well he's 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 out he's he's now a, a a face he's now proud to be ecw and the champion which means he has to uh stand up for them yeah um, um
0: yeah and, and um again it's it's it wasn't a bad promo it's just sort of unnecessarily you, I feel like you, you could have ended the show with Taz and Bam Bam staring at each other. Yes. Both of their titles on their shoulders, staring at each other. You know, both the champions in the ring, what's going on?
1: And it would have been... I mean, you can have them jawing at each other. You can have them talking to each other. You can see what Taz is saying about, you know, you can have him like you know them poking at each other or whatever else. You can have all of that. You don't need the promo. That's the thing. But instead, he
0: gets the mic... Tells Bam Bam uh, he's confused. Says that he's the only real champion around here. If he interferes again, he'll find out why he's the real champion. And it leads to our um, sort of every other week locker room empty out brawl segment, which we adore.
1: Yeah, including people who are not in gimmick, which which I hate even more. So I don't need to see Spike Dudley not dressed as Spike Dudley Run out. You know the fact that you are you are so clear in telling me that this is kayfabe and this is shoot and blah blah blah, and I'm expected to believe that this is real because the the locker room have run out even if they're not dressed to wrestle. Uh, you know, it's just it, it's it's a stretch too far. But that's the thing, isn't it? Like you said, you can almost
0: believe that was their motivation. It's like oh, if we just get everyone going out in their own clothes, it will look like this is super real and people. And you think, well, no, because you're. You know, I know Spike's not really related to everyone, but he sort of he is. You know, my yeah. I mean, you my, want me to believe for an hour a week? He know, is.
1: Yeah, and, and and I'm believing that because you've asked me to believe that.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm believing that because I'm doing you a favour and just uh, and holding my own. You know, understanding of these things, and and you know, suspension of reality, so I can come in and I can. You know enjoy the stories that you're telling me, which is that he is this little weird runt guy who runs around in dungarees and his half brothers of these two killers over here, and they don't they can't stand each other, and also the other person he can't stand is 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 bam bam after bam bam's just thrown him around like a rag doll and thrown him into the crowd and all the rest of it. So why does he care if anyone is fighting Bam Bam? Well, yeah, I mean this is
0: the first two episodes where they haven't actually been feuding, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it makes even less sense for him to. If anything, he could have got in the ring and dived at Bam Bam, and he would have been good for a. Um,
1: he would have been good for a world title shot. Yeah, I mean you're not you don't you're not looking for him to hold. Taz back because you want Taz to punch Bam Bam in the face you're not holding Bam Bam back because you're not going to try and stop Bam Bam from getting hurt yeah because you hate him why if you're that close to him you'd attack him kind
0: of so yeah, yeah no it's just again it's just obviously
1: that like we said but before. that's because that's, that's not real and this is real uh, cool but you know you can only tell me that your stories don't matter for so often always goes
0: back to um, Kevin Sullivan having described that He's going to be in a shoot fight next week, yeah. That's that always that's always be the biggest. And while all this is real, then this bit's really real, yeah. That's always the biggest sort of clangor in these bits. And that takes the end of the show, but we are marching on to November to remember. And um, yeah, bits of it again crazy. interesting. It's it's crazy. There's some, um, I feel, unnecessary title changes, but we're gonna, uh, yeah,
1: play along. I. I... I don't understand, especially when you are now, you know, we've we've talked about this weird kind of holding pattern they found themselves in of, right, okay, so we've now got what? Three months to the next pay-per-view? Yeah. Cool. All right. Everyone hold still and then we'll heat up as we go in. And I I understand that business model more than I understand the thing that's happened on the last two pay-per-views now, which is... We've got a pay-per-view coming up. We've got a pay-per-view coming up. Quick, switch the World Heavyweight Championship not on the pay-per-view, but just before the pay-per-view so that we can then switch it again at the pay-per-view. Because people will pay money to see the World Heavyweight Championship change hands. Why? You've just given them for free twice.
0: Well, this is what we're saying, isn't it? It's like... FBI losing to anyone isn't like big in my opinion i mean no. it, them losing the belts to anyone and it's sort of like um, a pay-per-view match and that just isn't isn't a big deal or does it feel like it? no because they're not there. They see- <laughs> yeah like eliminators beating the dudley boys at barely legal felt a big deal yes
1: so, and the uh, eliminator's getting bitten felt a big deal, and yeah, just yeah. But um, yeah,
0: that was that. I guess we continue, much. You know, I'm looking forward to where it's going. See what we're going to do with Bam Bam. See if I should get a promo from Bam Bam Bigelow to explain this a little bit more. Need things like uh, that. Yeah, I mean.
1: There's there's some amazing stuff going on. There's some amazing matches coming up. There's some amazing, brilliant things coming up, and there are just some bits that make me scratch my head because I just don't understand that bit of the decision making. But it's
0: it's a recurring theme that we've noticed that they do this every time they get within touch and distance of a pay per view. They they yeah. have these idea of these are the matches at the pay per view. It's going to be amazing what are you going to do like um the two months before um stuff we're just going to do loads of random stuff that's just filler but we we'll are planting the seeds but we'll just do crazy stuff until then and that's where it feels like they're doing it again
1: but for me and yeah and i agree except the filler now includes title changes
0: yeah i mean like i said let's i understand getting the belts off of um the gangster I think that's 100% the right decision because that was just meant that, again but then beating the Dudley boys they shouldn't have beaten the Dudleys that was a, a shock win yeah but now it's just a double shock win when the Dudley boys are probably not
1: on, not on pay-per-view
0: yeah which when the Dudley boys are probably due a rematch because at the time everyone gets rematches at this point and they haven't had one
1: oh Shall I spoil something of of? Uh, so I just looked up um, uh, November to Remember '97. Yeah, because I wanted to see whether Justin Incredible had a match after people sacrificing. Yeah, um, and he does have a match. Would you like me to to? Can I spoil this so that we can just kind of? Yeah, of course. Um, so Just Incredible at November to Remember actually does face Mikey Wiprag. Oh, really? And loses in seven minutes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she's so arse backwards. It's tremendous.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I said last week when I was looking through this card, Jesus, we're going to enjoy this. Uh, Some for good reasons, some for bad reasons, but Jesus, we're going to enjoy this. I remember. But I hadn't quite because I hadn't seen you know him, him him beating someone like the great Sasuke cold, I hadn't quite realized that he's going to then he'll probably beat Taz job. next week just for the sake of it <laughs> he wins his first championship run the like, week after next
0: <laughs> oh wow, that's so crazy oh yeah. Um, if you want to get involved in the chat you can do on social media at underscore Spooks Arena on Twitter and Instagram, that is us, we are interacting daily um, posting regularly so get involved we obviously talk ECW and post ECWs and wish Cherry Funk happy birthday and we also obviously talk a little bit about the modern day product, bits that we feel we wish to discuss Um, mainly MLW they're doing great things. They did a thing about the Extreme Horseman the other day. Have you seen that on YouTube? Throwing out yes, some I, of-
1: uh, I saw you tweeting about it before they even announced it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's, uh, your, your, your pleading paid off and we got the Extreme Horseman. And if you are not sure who the Extreme Horsemen are, then you owe it to yourself. If you love ECW, you owe it to yourself to go and check out MLW's version of the Extreme Horseman
0: yeah i mean it's it's amazing i mean they, they've done an hour-long special where you get um steve carino versus uh dusty Rhodes versus tommy dreamer oh, tommy dreamer terry funk spoiler yeah. show funk still going um
1: <laughs> we've just watched i don't know what you mean
0: and also their war games match which is just wild so yeah that's good fun and also i think they're gonna bring back um, mlw underground i think they're running the old episodes of that
1: oh that's very cool
0: which is basically it was
1: ecw after ecw really yeah because it picked up a lot of the it guys was that, it was yeah that weird point of like ecw and roh style hybrid yeah so a lot of guys plus some of the roh names like the rottweilers and Some of the stuff like that. I mean, you know, the Rockweilers were amazing. Even Punk was there as well, I think, for a while. He was. He was. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be crazy.
0: Big up MLW. Make sure to check them out. And, um, yeah, I guess we'll be back next week for more exciting ECW action. So, thank you very much. Like, subscribe, share, relive the revolution, get everyone involved, and we'll be back next week.
1: Happy birthday, Funker.